It seems only appropriate that I record this episode today as the skies are open and water is pouring in an unending monsoon. Why, you may ask? Well, it's the end of April, and if we know one thing, it's that April showers bring Mayflowers, at least according to the old poem. I'm Kelly, and this is Through the Lens. Today's episode may sound a bit different, and that's because the only voice you'll hear is mine. But don't worry, Dan will be back next episode. You still with me? Okay, good. Today, we're taking a look through the lens at Giovanni Battista Amici, astronomer, microscopic scientist, and botanist. There must have been something in the water in late 18th century Europe. Augustin Jean Fresnel was born to a family in France, but he wasn't the only optical influencer to be born in the 1780s. Just outside the city of Moderna, Italy, Giovanni Battista Amici was born. Giovanni had a comfortable childhood and was a bright and gifted student. In my mind, that's how he met his wife, Teresa. A bright young man on an endless pursuit of knowledge goes to his favorite bookseller and while perusing the latest titles, falls in love with the seller's daughter. Of course, this idea may be the result of one too many Hallmark movies. Giovanni and Teresa were wed in 1806 and welcomed three children into the world, Vincenzo, Elena, and Valentino. Professionally, Amici was no slouch. He graduated as an architectural engineer from the University of Bologna in 1808 and soon after joined the University of Moderna as a professor of mathematics. During this time, he began experimenting with and inventing optics. He received a gold medal during the National Exposition of 1811 for his reflecting telescope, and it was so well received that he was asked to make a second. It was the largest ever built in Italy. In 1831, he was asked to leave his post at the university to head the Astronomical Observatory at the Royal Museum of Physics and History. While there, he continued his research. He developed a catadioptric microscope, which spurred growth in microscopic sciences all the way in England. He continued to make contributions to microscopic and telescopic technology through reflector improvements. I should also note that he was credited with the discovery and implementation of immersion microscopy, where you use liquid to enhance the clarity of an object you are observing on a slide. This is now a standard practice. All of these were amazing contributions to the world of optical science, but I almost wonder if they were a bit self-serving. You see, our friend Amici, he paid close attention to things. He observed Jupiter's moons, he documented double stars in the sky, but his passions were a bit closer to home. Amici was the original plant daddy. He wanted to know everything about them, from how they were pollinated to how they grew. Seriously, optical scientist and mathematician Giovanni Battista Amici loved to observe botanicals. He even wrote a paper for the Italian Scientific Congress called on the process with which plant ovules receive the fertilizing action of pollen. His later work on fertilization of orchids dug deeper into plant pollination. 
And as one of the members of the Congress described, it was rather groundbreaking. He did all of this while teaching at the museum. At the age of 73, he stepped down from his position to be the director of microscopic research and was given the title of honorary professor of astronomy. In 1861, he chaired the commission that chose award recipients at the same exposition where he first made his mark 50 years earlier. Giovanni Battista Amici died in Florence in 1863 at the age of 77, but so many of his contributions live on. Stick around after the break and I'll tell you about the Amici prism. It's time for the sidebar. If Detroit, Michigan is the Motor City, then Modena, Italy is its much flashier cousin. Home of Ferrari, De Tommaso, Lamborghini, Pagani, and Maserati, Modena is known for its upper-class, stylish, and fast sports cars. In fact, to honor its home city, Ferrari named its Type F131 the Modena 360. But fast cars are not the only highlight of this Italian city. In fact, I'd argue that something bigger than cars defines the city of Modena. And it's delicious. It's the home of traditional balsamic vinegar. In fact, it's home to some very high-quality balsamic vinegar. How good, you ask? It's so good that Modena has an EU-protected designation of origin on traditional balsamic vinegar. The more expensive sister product of balsamic vinegar of Modena, which they also have a protection label for. Basically, if you want the best for your salad dressings and drizzles, you go to the source, and that source is Modena. Back to the show. Amici had an idea. What happens when you have two prisms made of different types of glass? One medium dispersion crown glass and the other high dispersion flint glass. When joined, the assembly becomes a direct vision prism that allows you to see the optical spectrum of the light source. The Amici prism. Application? Spectrometer. This was an amazing accomplishment, but Amici was ever curious and decided to continue to experiment. He realized that if he joined two of his prisms back to back, they would reflect a copy of itself and had a useful property. The center wavelength would be refracted back into the direct line of the entrance beam. Not only would this mean that the exiting light from the center would be the same as the entering light, but it would have no displacement or offset from the ray's path. Amici didn't publish notes about his non-deviating prism. Instead, he shared the idea with his friend and fellow scientist Donati. After his theoretical conversation with Amici, Donati constructed a device for testing and observation. His notes were the first disclosure of the prism doubling idea. And because the prism was practical to build and more compact than the multiple prism arrangements typical of that period for producing high spectral dispersion, Amici's invention quickly caught the attention of researchers throughout Europe. This optical instrument was aptly named the Double Amici Prism. I know you want a little more information about our friend Amici. Get it? Because Amici means friend in Italian. 
Okay, (laughs) stick around after the break, and I'll share one more fun tidbit about our favorite Italian plant lover slash optical scientist, Amici. Hey, Through the Lens listeners, are you in an optical bind with delayed response and long lead times? Well, why haven't you called NACL yet? The technical experts at North American Coding Laboratories are ready to help with your optical coding project. With over 46 years of optical experience, you can rest assured that your optics are in the best hands. From the UV to IR and dip applied to DLC, we've got you coded. Connect with the experts at NACL.com. That's NACL.com today. I have time for one more short story. Amici loved botanicals. In fact, he continued to increase the power of his microscopes so that he could gain better understanding of how they were pollinated and how they grew. He became famous for his work in plant fertilization, specifically diagramming how pollen travels through the pistil of a flower. This led to heated debate amongst notable botanists worldwide. I'm not sure what a heated plant pollination debate looks like, but I am sure I wouldn't want to be in the middle of it. In an effort to prove his point, Amici enhanced the power of his microscopes and shared even finer microscopic observations with his flora-loving friends. It took 30 years, but eventually his observations won them over and his work was accepted as fact. Amici illustrated his observation on wax models, and these can still be seen at many museums of natural history around the world. He's honored within the botanical community with the notation Amici for all of his discoveries. And the world of astronomy and discovery, well, they honored him by naming a crater on the moon after him. Not bad for a guy who liked plants. Well, that about wraps up Giovanni Battista Amici. But before I go, I wanted to share one fun little fact about the phrase, April showers bring May flowers. It's from the late 14th century collection of stories known as the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. In the general prologue, he wrote, One that April, with his showers sweet, the drought of March hath pierced to the root. Basically, the rain in April goes to the root of plants and helps them grow. With all of the reading Amici did throughout his life, I'm sure he'd enjoy this portion of the Canterbury Tales, and it may have inspired him to dig deeper into how root systems work. It would put his microscopes to good use. Thanks for taking a look through the lens at the life and work of Giovanni Battista Amici. Next time, we're going to travel back to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. See you next time.